Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode 31. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, where we are building profitable food businesses, one product, one process, one thought at a time. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello and welcome to the podcast, my fellow foodpreneurs. Welcome to all our new listeners. It is delightful to have you here and I'm so excited for this episode because this episode is like one of the things that probably gets me the most work. And so by listening and applying the things in this episode, you guys, it's going to be amazing because if you do all of this work, you're going to see your facilities in a whole new way. And you're going to not need to have me come out to your facility. <laughs> and why is that amazing? Because you guys can learn how to do the work your self, which is what we are all about here at the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute, right? We're developing food businesses. We're, we're developing ways that you guys can create the wealth and community that you want to create by showing up to yourselves, by learning how to coach yourselves, and by getting all the tools from us, like through this podcast. I mean, I don't know if you all know this, but I put my very best stuff out here on this podcast. You know, I have, there are tons of ways that you guys can work with me, but I uh, choose to extend this work through the podcast because I feel like... Uh, there are so many ways that smallholder food businesses can go out and change the world. And I just, I love the community so much that I just, I put this out there for free so that everybody can have access to the tools to run their businesses because that's amazing. So, you know, I do a ton of client visits because everybody, they want one thing and they want me to tell them what to do. Um, they want for Dr. Hassip, that's me, to come in and say, do this, because it makes decision-making way easier. When I say, fix the floor, then, well, the finance department really has to listen because Dr. Hassip said to do it. Though, you will probably be unsurprised at how often the floor doesn't actually get fixed in that scenario. And so this podcast is all about the results of getting your facility fixed without me there, because my friends, it is totally doable. And how do I know this? Because when I walk around a facility, I am mostly pointing out the things y'all already know. Yes, I have a fresh set of eyes, but mostly what I do is tell is, is help teams tell themselves the truth. Uh, remember, truth creates wealth, always. And the more you tell yourself the truth about your facility, the more money you are going to make. And I want you to stick with me here because I know most of you see your facility as a never-ending expense. But frankly, my most successful clients see their facility as an asset. An asset when they invest in it, builds wealth for their company. Why? 
because having a great facility where you can do great work allows for great problem solving for your customers. And I assure you, your customers do not want your facility falling into your food that you sell them, my friends. I just want you to try this thought on for size. That when you invest in your facility, you're investing in an asset base that grows your business. When you adopt that thought, it feels a whole lot better, right? A bigger asset base in your business totally allows you to grow. A great facility is a better work environment, right? Take all those benefits together and you have a really great place to work, right? Isn't that what you want? A great place to work includes the physical space you're in, right? The space you work in is a reflection of who you are as a company right now. Does it look like a place that's serving your customers, your internal customers, your external customers? Tell yourself the truth, folks. That's the first step. Okay, so next, I want you to pull out your facilities program, okay? Tell yourself the truth about your facility and then pull out your facilities program. This is documentation about how you run your facility. And the first thing you want to do is going to fall into overwhelm and just don't. Just allow the urge to be overwhelmed and confused and know that you can find the answers. That you know what to do. Ask me questions. Come onto our Facebook page. Ask me questions about your facility. Send me a direct message. That's what I'm there for, folks. If you want to take it further, join the power group, and then you can ask me questions live every week if you want. Your facilities program has to include maps. I don't know if you know this, but this is how I do all facilities programs, okay? It has to include maps, and it's probably more maps than you probably have right now. But that's totally okay, because this week we are going to find or produce all of those maps. All right, that's your work for the week. Don't overcomplicate this, folks, if you don't have them. You don't need super expensive CAD software for this. A pen and paper, maybe some graph paper, but don't go overboard, will totally do. You could do this in Google Draw, which is free software. And you're gonna need the following maps for your facility, okay? You're gonna need like the, a, a map for each room, so a map of the whole facility, a map of each room, maps of water lines, and maps for sewer and drain lines, okay? And then, so you have one general map, okay? And then each facility room, so if you're in a USDA facility, it's all rooms covered by your USDA grant of inspection. If you're under SQF, it's the whole facility as delimited by your SQF audit, okay? And so for each one of those rooms, you're actually going to create three maps. So you need a good template map of that room to start with. Okay. So in like other podcasts, what you can go back and you can figure out is how to use these maps for things like maintenance and sanitation and swabbing. So you're going to want to have lots of clean copies available, lots of template copies available. Okay. So here's what we're going to do and how we're going to create the map, all right? You're going to find the best map of your facility that you have, or you're going to draw one out. You're going to make at least three copies per room. 
And then in each room of your facility that needs to be in the facility program, and I'm hard-pressed to think of one that would not need to be, I want you to go and stand in the middle of that room and look up. I want you to take one of your maps of that room and map everything out that is above your shoulders. Draw in all of your piping and conduits. Draw in all of the vents, the lights, the compressors, and don't really worry about it being perfect. It just has to be understandable to you and your team and and that sort of thing, okay? All right, so that's your first map. Once that's done, I want you to look in front of you, okay? And on your second map, I want to draw every I want you to draw everything that is basically from your shoulders to your knees. All right? We don't necessarily have to include equipment on this map, but in other work like sanitation and swabbing, you're going to want to, all right? So decide for yourself how much equipment you want to lay out in this version of your map. All right. All of your food contact surfaces and your high-risk non-food contact surfaces, if you have those in this room, are going to be in this drawing. So likely you're going to have equipment in this drawing, all right? But definitely include the walls around where you are and any hose bibs and and um, uh, if there's drop-down electric, uh, that definitely is here, okay? All right, so... Draw that map of your room, okay? And then finally, I want you to take that third map and I want you to look down and you're gonna put everything in that is below your knees. We're particularly looking at casters, at drains, the coving of the walls and the floors and the low parts of your shelving. That's all here as well, as well as like clearly the floor itself, (laughs) okay? So you need to do that for every room, okay? And I promise this is going to make things easier in the long run. We, like, decide ahead of time that you are going to do this, okay? You're going to draw these maps, and I want you to believe that when you get it organized this way, showing up to all the things you have to do with your facility is going to be much, much easier, okay? All right, so now what you're going to do is you're going to get a layout of the whole facility. So if you've already found one, get one, go get it. And if you haven't, draw one out. And you're going to need to mark every place that there is glass or hard plastic. Okay? Remember, this includes lights. This includes windows. You may have something like this in your glass audit procedure. If you don't... Um, or you don't have a glass audit procedure or know what the heck I'm talking about. Remember, like, I have all of these SOPs for you. And if you join the power group, it's totally the fastest way to get there. So, you know, decide for yourself if you want to, like, do this the slow, you know, the slow way in doing it yourself. Totally fine. You're going to have to draw your own facility maps anyway. Those I definitely don't have templates of. Or you can speed the whole process up, my friends, and just join us in the power group. (laughs) Okay. Make it easy on yourself. uh, Way faster than doing it on your own. Okay. So you're going to lay out all of your glass and you're going to mark it and you're going to look at it once a month, once a quarter, and make sure all your glass and hard plastic 
finished the quarter where it started the quarter. Okay. You should, you should be probably, you're probably more aware of your glass and hard plastic than you, than, than you recognize, but sometimes it can get away with you. All right. Away from you. And you've just got to, you've got to remember to audit it. Um, and I would absolutely start auditing once a month. And if it never changes, then go to once a quarter, but there are very few places that can do glass and hard plastics audits less than once a quarter. Okay. All right, so that's the actual mapping and figuring out where everything is. So the next thing I want you to think about is how keeping your facility in order makes hazards not reasonably likely to occur, okay? The first thing to think about is, is that physical hazards are less likely because if your facility is in good repair, your facility has a lot less likelihood to fall into your food and cause a problem. If you've got a place to store your cleaning and chemicals stuff, like you're much less likely to create an issue with soap getting where it shouldn't, with bleach getting where it shouldn't, okay? Having a chemical cage is part of your facility plan. <laughs> if you have good building fabrics with no holes, so that's like your building fabrics are the floors, walls, and ceilings and what they're made out of, you're a lot less likely to have birds or rodents coming in. Those create conditions for salmonella contamination. All right, so now what you're gonna do, once you recognize that you have maps, okay, and you understand like what all of your facility is supposed to be doing. Your facility is supposed to be making hazards not reasonably likely to occur, okay? Now what you have to do is you have to go and inspect, okay? You're going to take your maps and you're going to take an Excel spreadsheet. All right. I would do this when you are not in production. I would take your laptop and I would go and I would make a spreadsheet for every room. Okay. And or maybe even a workbook. Actually, now that I think about it, make a workbook for every room. All right. Floor, like then everything that is uh, above your head everything between your shoulders and your knees and everything from your knees to below. All right. And put those on each on separate tabs and then write down in there everything that needs fixing. All right. Just write it all down. I want you to vomit everything that needs fixing in three layers in every room onto a set of spreadsheets. All right. And I want to tell you though, this is not preventative maintenance, folks. This is not productive maintenance. By now, this is approaching urgent maintenance, though it's probably not quite emergency maintenance, because if it was, you would be fixing that and not listening to a podcast, right? Uh, don't worry, okay? Don't beat yourself up. If you're overwhelmed, that's exactly where you need to be, all right? If you're freaking out, that's right, all right? Everyone has to keep up with your facilities. And by doing the work in this week's podcast, you're starting. That's a whole lot better than not starting. So really look at your facility as if you were an inspector or an auditor. Note the holes in the walls outside. Note the places where the weeds come right up to the building. The more detailed you can make this, the bigger number of things you can find, the better you will do in fixing your facilities. Create that list. Decide what needs fixing. 
schedule the work. Figure out who you need to talk to or what the process is for getting it fixed. Put a due date on the calendar for fixing it. If you figure out in this process that you have equipment that needs fixing and it's been sitting there for months, either fix it and put it back into production or get rid of it. Leave some space in your life to think, folks. I can always tell when people are not doing their business well when I go into their maintenance shop and it is floor to ceiling old equipment. Move that stuff out and give yourself space to think, okay? Another way to understand how to look at your facilities is if you were a customer. So if you're like, I have no idea what, a, what an auditor and expector would say. Imagine you were a customer. Pretend you were a customer coming to visit your facility. Get in your customer's mindset. Are you proud of how your facility looks? When you're getting audited and inspected, first impressions matter. When I go to food facilities with weeds up to the walls, cigarette butts and cans littering the ground and rust everywhere, I know that a sustainable business is not in front of me. How do I know this? Because if you're doing the little stuff well, you're doing the big stuff well. And if you're not doing the little stuff well, you're not doing the big stuff well either. And that is not sustainable in the long term. And then finally, I want you to talk to your employees who remember they're your internal customers. Ask them what they think of the facilities. Where can they see room for improvement? And how do they think it can be improved? You might be very surprised by what you hear, okay? If you're having trouble figuring out a place to start, I got your back, my friends, okay? I want you to go to the podcast page and I want you to download the facilities audit that I actually use with all of my customers, <laughs> okay? When somebody says, Dr. P, come look at our facility, these are the questions I ask myself and so I'm giving them to you. So that's sfbdi.com slash episode 31 and you can download the facilities handout okay let me know what you think get in touch with me i'm available come to the facebook page like us on facebook it's super awesome and dm me and tell me what you think okay be honest with yourself folks truth creates wealth telling yourself the truth when it comes to your facilities will absolutely create wealth in your life i promise all right, that's what we got this week. You guys have a beautiful week. Talk to you next time. Hey, foodpreneurs. Have you thought about joining that power group and you're not really sure how to do it as a corporation? Well, I have super news for you. Starting this month, we are actually having corporate subscriptions to the power group where up to five people can join the power group. Y'all get workbooks, you get access to the membership site, access to the calls, emails to me to ask questions uh, so that you can come together and grow as a group. And I'm offering this super amazing value at just like, I mean, 50% off of the regular price. So five people from your corporation 
can join up with the power group for only $5.97 a month. It's super amazing. I would love to see you there. And if you want to join up, you can go to www.sfbdi.com slash power group and click on that second button on the page that says I'm interested in a corporate subscription and it'll take you right through there. Thanks so much. Have a beautiful day. You've been listening to Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele on the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast. We hope you loved the show. For more information and show notes, please find us at sfbdi.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.